Sports Finder community, hope you're all well and in great health. We're back with the man himself, Mr. Clint from Bullpen Media. Clint, welcome back, sir. Always good to chat to you. Thank you for having me, having me on, Armand. How are you going? Good to be on this week. Uh, Clint, you know I love having you on. You brightened up my Friday hours. I'm very pleased and honoured by that anyway. I mean, if it... If it wasn't, I mean, what, if it wasn't the fact that it is a Friday and it brightens up everyone's, everyone's Friday, well, it's nice and I give that extra little kick by giving you a, giving you a call on a Friday. So, <laughs> should we, yep, should, go we on. <laughs> should we rock, rock and or roll, but not do both, and go through some sports tech news for the week? Hit it. Okay. Did you read this? Let's open with this. This is really uh, interesting for the industry. You might have seen this at the start of the week. Cricket Australia. Their participation figures were revealed to be false according to a Fairfax investigation. I did. Did you come across this? I did. Now, I found it very interesting. From We can bring this to a test point of view. Yeah. What did you find interesting about it? You came across it. Did, did you anything you thought about it? What did you find? Did you yeah. find anything interesting about it? I think if you do a few more investigations, uh, you, you'll find that they aren't the only ones. To be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, let's. You know, what if we investigate many of the sports and their participation figures? Let's not stop there. We can have a look at attendance figures of many sporting events as well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, rubbery figures and some uh, interesting auditing or forensic auditing required, yeah. Yeah, and not only not only sporting bodies, let's talk organisations as well. There's a lot of rubbish out there, yeah. mate. There's a lot of rubbish out there. I think there is, uh, there is a lot of rubbery data, but Okay, so where this goes on a sports tech tip is these, the issue is it just speaks of poor data and record keeping. And then we ask the question, what does this constitute participation? It's a, because Australia is quite a vast country and cricket, cricket oh, we use cricket as a sport. I mean, I'm a, I love cricket anyway, so I don't want to give it a complete whacking anyway, but are we able, in a vast country with many cricket clubs and many ways to play cricket on the social or semi-pro or whatever level, even the schooling level, how are we actually have ever been able to quantify and actually gather this data? What are we using as a metric? Good questions. Why don't you ask Cricket Australia? Um, I tried. They never let me through the front door of the Jollymont office. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. a question, but it shouldn't be. The thing that makes the thing that the thing that's really interesting is that people have used this now to give cricket a fairly big whacking, right? Yeah, and they're not going to be the only one. No one, no one is immune to this. I think if you're going to have a silver lining with this, is that at least it gives them a chance of. Looking, I mean, ideally digitally as well, but looking in-house about how they're actually quantifying, quantifying uh, cricket participation. However, 
The problem is, is that they'll find they'll probably have reduced participation, which is a difficult thing to sell to sponsors. Yeah, but you can't. Especially, you you can't make up numbers and expect to generate <laughs> revenue on false numbers. I mean, what 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 kind of world is that? Then it, then everyone will start making up numbers. You know, that's business. I know. Yes. Pull, pull your socks up. Do what you're meant to do. Go beyond what you're currently doing. Employ the right people. Employ techie people if you have to. Just make it happen. I almost swore. Just make it happen. You got enough resources. Very big. Yeah. I think it's an opportunity to be slightly bit more transparent and to really set a standard of what cricket participation is. I mean, playing socially is, is participation, but that's just recreation. Not, not. I mean, it's participation actually playing for a club, a local club, a junior club, or so forth. Is it participation at a at a clinic? Do we call that participation, even though they're you know a youngster, a ch- child, or children only participate at a clinic? Uh, um, these and there's a lot of diversity with cricket because you have different types. of Skill sets, abilities, blind cricket as well. So, you know, there is a, there is a huge thing to map, but to map it well might also make it, a, you know, also there's an opportunity in amongst it all anyway. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's one sport yeah. that's making them all blue sleep at night. It's called soccer in Australia oh. and it's called football around the world. Yeah, absolutely. They have the highest participation rates under 14. They are are growing grassroots level crazy, 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 crazy. And and they're trying to kill it. But you know what? It's only getting stronger. You can't kill kill football. You can't kill it at all. I was talking to to Western United assistant coach. I can't remember his name now. And he was saying to me, but he goes to me, soccer is the fastest sport growing in this country. He goes, but the biggest issue is we, we are our, our biggest enemies. He goes, the clubs don't get along, yeah. the league doesn't get along, there's politics everywhere. Yeah. Right? But, you know, I don't know. Yep. No, speaks to uh, speaks to a topic in a sport that's intensely dear to me. I can't think of a sport that finds a way to shoot itself, not even just shoot itself in the foot, but finds a way of of committing suicide over, which is a peculiar term in itself, of committing suicide over and over and over again. Everyone plays a sport, socially, semi-professionally, yeah. futsal, five-a-side, seven-a-side. Indoor. Indoor, oh, geez, indoor. You, I mean, every night of the week you've got an indoor league and every, exactly. undercover in any, any, any way. Suburb. But the sport does shoot itself in the foot. Man, I think, and that's why I think Frank Lowy Put a grip on it for a long time the way he did because he knew that you know there's so much rubbish that that that, that bloody goes on yeah but in, in the end it still didn't work did it it did because he built the a-league we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him let's let's speak let's speak the truth right yeah the A-League came, was coming part of the scenes for the last couple of seasons. And... It was what, sorry? Still, there's a disconnection. The A-League is still coming apart of the scenes because the owners, once, once in one way, the FFA were going the other way because of, of control and independence. Control and or independence. Well, that's and, been sorted now. 
still got issues to work through anyway. Um, oh, plenty of issues because because now everyone's running the, their their own show. Yeah, which is uh, going to be which is interesting to itself. And will they allow second decisions? I hope they do, but they may want to sail it off. But there's also the problem with the A League is that there's a lot of disconnect between that and the, and the NPL and the State Leagues. It's always a dis- everything's disconnected up and down. So getting back to participation is that is it even is it, it, are they understating participation? Are they even able to quantify this kind of disconnect between the governing body and the state governing bodies? Interesting. Let's see. But uh, yes, to get, but I like the point most of all is that sports lose sleep at night over football. Absolutely. Which is good. Which is absolutely, good. Absolutely, yeah. Long may they, long, I was going to say long may they lose sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got for us, buddy? Big news this week. Good one. And uh, big news, good news um, related to Melbourne, which is where you are domiciled. Tennis Australia and Techstars, who we all know of, are collaborating on a sports tech accelerator and incubator in Melbourne post 2020 Australian Open. Wow. Very interesting, interesting stuff. I uh, have tweeted about it on Bullpen's social media, especially on Twitter. I've, I've definitely talked about it on there. So, yeah, no. interesting. Tennis is the, Oh, yeah. Go on, go on. This is interesting because Tennis Australia, I've, I don't know how public it is. To me, I've, I've enjoyed... I've, let's go back. To, I'm a big fan of tennis anyway, as it is. But I don't know how public or it's like quietly gone about it, but I've noticed a lot of this that Tennis Australia is a very, very intensely tech and digitally focused organization. Whether they've quietly gone about it or not to the public is hard to say. But for me, Tennis Australia look like they're maintaining their evolution as a very tech-focused governing body, and they are going to be safeguarding the future of Tennis Australia and and hopefully the Australian Open by this by having the chance to collaborate with global you know sports tech startups and companies. Yeah, I mean they they're doing a great job with the uh, Australian Open. Uh, you know. Yep, definitely. So why, why not um, keep going? They've got some, they've got some good partnerships. They've got partnerships with uh, Victoria University. They do a lot of very intelligent insights and data work as well. Um, in all in collaboration with each other, it's. What the purpose of the incubator, though, of the uh, of this accelerator is that it gives Tennis Australia a chance to be able to test new on-court and off-court technologies, which is going to what is it do? Because it's going to make the sport smarter for coaching, for fans, for fan engagement, for stadium stuff. They're going to be Tennis Australia going to be the beneficiaries of something so 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 that's so future really. It's, I think it's an impressive move by them. Good on them. At, at least they, they know where the where the future is. Yep, it's really it's good. It's really yeah, it's really future thinking and, and like I use the word safeguarding. I think they're, they're Where's the they're, where's they're, the, where's the um, uh, AFL's accelerator, the biggest sporting league in the country? Where's the AFL's accelerator? Oh. 
oh, I'll have to go knock on the door. I have to go enter the door. There's Docklands home and see whether I get into the front door there. I don't know. You're going to be knocking on many doors in Melbourne. <laughs> uh, um, pretty sad. Thing is, you know, what, the, what, well, what does stop? Okay, what does stop the AFL? The AFL could do it. I don't understand yeah, what does it. Do it. Nothing, the NRL could do it. Nothing should stop the nothing AFL. Nothing could really stop them. They just, it just, they could, you could, yeah. it could happen. Well, I mean, it could happen. But I mean, yeah, AFL does have very, very good partnerships with tech, sports tech companies as it is anyway. So whether they need to have their own in-house accelerator, it's, it's probably a nice to have thing, but I'm sure they, Why is it they nice do to they actually collaborate. Hey, what's that again? Why is that nice to have? Why not breed your own? For as long as you're in a relationship uh, with someone, that they've always got some sort of hold on it. So, I think it's probably a case of you can you can contract with very well established sports tech companies. I mean, they've got a partnership. They've got, got a pretty much half fifty percent ownership of Champion Data, so they've really got the data play very much underway. They obviously, uh, you know, a lot of the clubs have deals with Catapult. Um, you know, I think the NFL will probably find it a bit easier to, which is fair enough, to just contract with established, yeah, not, uh, established businesses. But you're you're going in and you're you're using somebody who's already established, who's got their own company. You're not creating your own tech. That's a difference. You're you're not you're but, not producing the future. You're you're not creating your own road roadmap. You're not leading the way in what's what's most important. So you think you're a way for the AFL to perhaps uh, safeguard themselves? Not even safeguard. They don't need it's not safeguarding, but perhaps they. So you're saying they should be trained to develop in-house tech rather than rather than contracting out. Even yeah. though you know much of what they do is contracting out because. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit manageable. It's manageable in that way. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so it, it's a possibility. I, I, I don't think it's something. It is something, and you always suspect this. It is something that get, does get talked about in house, especially at a lot of the bigger governing bodies. I mean, we, we're talking some of the, you know, the, the biggest, the big, the bigger sports, or the you know, the bigger TV sports. I'm sure it does get discussed in house. Interesting. Let's see how it goes. Moving on. Interesting. Very interesting. Moving on, one year ago, uh, 2020 Olympics from Tokyo has is, is now upon us. So it's one year to the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Okay? Are you an Olympics guy? No. No. Nah. <laughs> Not even the boxing? All their sports are boring. The, the only good thing they got, oh, the boxing is boring. No, I don't like amateur boxing. It's boring. It's a sprint. That's, that's, okay, that's, fair that's, enough. Yeah. Uh, the um, only thing that's um, that's actually interesting is the what's it called? Um, is the uh, running track? Yeah, track, yeah. Track's good. Yeah, the track is good. That's what. That's all. All the rest is, and and the swimming. Other than that, yeah, they're all elite. See, see, track and track and field and swimming in the Olympics is the fortunately. I mean, they've got their own you know, the Grand Prix and the Diamond Leagues and so forth for you know swimming and 
swimming and attractive uh, health for athletics, respectively. That is the Olympic pinnacle for is generally the pinnacle for 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 athletes in those um, yeah. disciplines. Exactly. Trying to think of better better words for it, but mm. uh, that it is interesting for those in in those respects. And they are, I mean, they're two of the most popular. So, um, I like I mean, you tack on you know, a lot of the other interesting sports of the Olympics next year. You got surfing, got skateboarding, climbing. I think. Jeez. There you go. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Surfing will be interesting. See so how we go, mate. But we'll see how we go. But I haven't even gotten, haven't even gotten to my point. Okay, go on. Channel Seven have, Channel Seven have begun their hype, hype, hype. And did you know Channel Seven have the Olympics? And they're gonna tell you about it for the next three hundred and sixty odd days that they've got the Olympics, right? But yeah. so, where, where is sports tech being actually made related to Australia? But they're going to be launching a lot of channels and like video demand channels and all that through their seven plus app. Um, a lot of streams, all that kind of stuff. But buried in between all of this stuff is that Channel Seven have done a deal with the Olympic Channel. Okay. The Olympic Channel is the Olympics over the top network where the Olympic Channel is uh, the Olympic Channel is twenty four seven Olympic. You know, you know, they even do live stuff as well. Live stuff, live Olympics, obviously, but the youth games and all this kind of stuff. But buried in that is that Channel 7 have done a deal. So 24-7 Olympics through Channel 7. The Olympic Channel will be on 7 Plus. So it runs all year round, showcasing Olympic moments, events, you know, which highlights, replays, documentaries, stuff on uh, stuff on the summer and winter Olympics. It's actually, it's an, uh, not sure if people have even realized that's a, that has been out as a deal this week. Well, wow. the the only TV deal I've seen this week was Foxtel and Buddy Buddy Netflix. Yes, that was a big one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. That was a big one. It's kind of like, hey, now you've got a Netflix button on your Foxtel remote. Crazy, eh? It's oh, no one's gonna. It's big. I mean, the fact. I mean, it's cool that you can actually access Netflix through Foxtel, but no one is. It's not a. It's not gonna. No one's gonna. It comes with TV anyway. It's not going to add new subscribers. No, I don't, I don't think so. No. It's just about keeping the ones they got. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. So, do, you, do you have anything else so for us? Uh, just, um, I think I'll just give a shout out. Just one more final thing before I sign off. Just a little shout out. Uh, and I'll just it's a shout out and then I'll make a comment. In fact, uh, if, Melbourne-based startup PlaySport have been doing this big PR push. They, there was an article written about them in the Australian this week, announcing they've unveiled a platform. It's a grassroots sports platform with the intention of connecting Australians to tens of thousands of sporting organisations across different sports. And the idea is that it's a participation, a participatory app. Big PR push this week. However, this is not something that is. Internationally, this is this type of app and offering is not new. There's several several in India, several in the UK that do this kind of thing where the idea is it's its own the app is its own ecosystem where you can look for sports, book sports, communicate with your own teams, pay for stuff. Nice. But um, it's interesting, hey? Very nice. It is very nice. It's interesting. It's, so it's very it's a grassroots app where so you, it's you can actually 
organise your team within the app. You can pay, you can pay for your indoor soccer game as well on the app and stuff like that. But they've done a big PR push. But it's funny, it's Australian based, but it's finally something I've seen overseas that is done very well. Very interesting, very, very interesting um, user experiences actually. It's now finally he's in Australia, but. I'm just commenting on the PR that there is a PR push, maybe worth checking out. Well, I don't know too much about it anyway, but it's worth giving chance. We'll put the link in in our uh, show notes, and we'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah. Even just a link to the um, to, to the source anyway. I yeah, link. I'll give a what I do. I'll in the show notes. I'll link it to the source article, and then people can go have a read and decide what they think from there. Um, very nice. We'll see. I think it'd be worth monitoring. I might have a look at. Look at I might have a look into the company anyway. Play Sport out of Melbourne. Nice. Let's keep an eye on it and let's see how things go. Definitely. And you know what? That is us for the week. Thank you, Mr. Clint, the champ, the legend, the man, the myth, whatever you want. He he can do it, and he is it. <laughs> All right, Mr. Clint. <laughs> Thank you very much once again for joining me on Sports Finders Sports Tech. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ahmed. Until next time.